This is the 615 Podcast with your host, veteran realtor and entrepreneur, Nick Woodard. Airborne Road, we're good. Check, check. Hey, everybody, welcome back to season two of the 615 Podcast. After 11 episodes, I feel like I'm starting to get the hang of it. Um, pretty excited about season two. We're going to have some really cool people here, um, all Nashville residents that have some fun stories to tell. So today we're going to kick it off with a client that rapidly became a really good friend of mine. Uh, he and his wife, Shanae, daughter Bowie and dog Frankie just moved here from L.A. So uh, welcome to the 615 podcast, Josh Beach, a.k.a. Redcoat. <laughs> What's Thanks up? Thanks for having me, man. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Ah, absolutely, brother. Well, um, I kind of wanted to, to just talk about your story a little bit. I mean, a lot of people are moving here uh, in the Nashville area from California, New York. Um, you guys recently made that change and just kind of wanted to ask you why. I mean, man, where do I start? Well... LA, I mean, first of all, LA was never my first choice of somewhere to live. You know, when Shanae and I got to together, we actually met in New York and she was like, oh, I live in, I live in LA. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's get a little, little background on you guys. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, you're a singer songwriter. Yeah, singer songwriter, well, singer songwriter by trade. I'm actually now a professional photographer, but that's a story for another day. Okay. Um, I didn't want to tour anymore and photography was always my passion. So yeah, now I'm like a fashion photographer. Um, it's going great. And uh, Shanae is an actress, well, traditionally an actress. Um, again, we don't love spending a ton of time apart. So for right. me touring and for her being on set the whole time, just it's not, wasn't ideal. So she's kind of like actor slash like, influencers slash just like badass babe who you know is on the hustle and an uh, entrepreneur ultimately so she's um, basically the talent of the family <laughs> she's the good looking one out of the talent of the family you know man um, so that's pretty much the backstory. you know she she uh, rose to success at a, at a, a very young age um she moved to LA on her own at like 17 and cause she'd landed a, a big TV show and you know, it just went up and up and up and up and up from there. And then she met me <laughs> and it's been great, you know? So well, you are originally not from here yeah. as, as we can no, hear. Uh, <laughs> actually I am. I'm also an actor and I'm just working on my Robert Patterson impression. Um, yeah, I'm originally from Southeast London and um, I mean, London's awesome, dude. I love, actually, London, Southeast London and Nashville and, you know, Fr- Franklin area really remind me. Of you, you've of said that. that. Yeah. You've said that before. It does. Um, it reminds me a lot of that. Way more than that I did. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's the fact that you pr- you're pretty close to the city, but England as a whole, you can be right in the city and in 25 minutes you're like surrounded by cows and horses and sheep. And, um, or as you like to call it, Trump country. <laughs> Dude, don't get political. No, 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 no. You know? no, no. But uh, yeah, well, you know, to each their own. Well, you, you guys are crazy. I mean, I found you guys a house. Yeah. Showed it to you on FaceTime a couple times. You bought the house sight unseen. 
Yes. Drove across country. Yes. And the first time you saw your house was yes. the day you rolled up in the driveway. Yes. <laughs> All of the above. Do you great. understand the stress and pressure I had going, oh my God, I pray they love it. I pray well, they love it. I mean, man, if you think you had a lot of stress and pressure over that, imagine how we were feeling. Oh my God. So, I mean, going back to your original question, like why, the, the reason why that even was a thing and why we we're willing to take that risk is Los Angeles you know I said at the beginning of this wasn't my first choice of place that I would want to live I went right. for Sinead we actually did leave at one point to try living in London and um, you know I'm as, as you know how you're like die hard like southern dude I'm die hard southern English dude right, like, right. I'm all about that you've just been in my office there's a union jack in there like right. my football or soccer team is on the wall like I'm very English pride. Um, so I was like, yeah, sure, let's let's go and try it. And she didn't really connect yeah. with London yeah. in the same way that I did. And I didn't want her to feel unsettled. It was really early into our relationship. So we decided to stay in LA. And then we had like six really cool years there together. I mean, I was there eight years in total, but six years where I really enjoyed it, made some of my best friends, people I would call family. Um, I became really involved in the MMA and jiu-jitsu scene out there. and Which you're going to teach me. <laughs> I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach you. And um, I absolutely loved it. And then 2020 happened. 2020. And where we lived was a really cool up-and-coming area. I don't know people listening to this, but North Hollywood was really on the rise. It was becoming a really cool pocket um, in the valley of just like young artists and young families um, who wanted to buy their first home. And it was really cool to be part of this growing community and this community right. that was just like on the rise and people were excited and new restaurants were opening. It was cool. And then 2020 happened, man, and a lot of those closed and then some of the original problems that that part of the valley in North Hollywood had started to come back. And most people I'm sure listening to this will know, California gun laws are pretty strict. Right. So when it gets to the point that you can hear gunshots every single night and there's no hunting, mm -hmm. that's a problem. Right. That's a problem for anybody, but that's a huge problem when you have a kid who's one. Right. And so there was red flag, red flag, red flag. The final straw really for us was when I was driving home and at the end of my street, there's a bike path, which we used regularly to walk our dog, ride our bikes, take Bowie and her little cars and whatever. And there was a guy running up the street with a gun in the middle of the day at two o'clock in the afternoon. Jeez. Being chased by cops. And we were like, yeah, nah. Yeah. What if you, what if one of us got caught in that crossfire? Sure, sure. You so basically, it was just it, you were looking for a change. You were looking for a we we're looking for a change, and then now obviously California caught fire. So, <laughs> so then in the summer, everybody, you know, all of America reopened after right. this lockdown, and which was great for everywhere other than California, which we reopened and then it caught fire. So then you couldn't go outside because you couldn't breathe. You can't take yeah. a two-year-old out in that. And the saving grace actually was the, the mask thing. Everybody did have a mask on, so it, it made a bit of a difference. But we were just like too many negatives, uh, uh, you know, going against us staying there. And we had the opportunity to leave. We had the option to leave, given the nature of what we do now. You know, with Sinead not um, just pursuing acting and me not just pursuing music, we can really live right. wherever. 
Um, I think a lot of things are changing that way too. So it's kind of everything's remote, man. Just figure out where you want to live and raise your kids, and and you can kind of do it. Hello, I'm Shanae Grimes Beach, and I moved to Nashville from Los Angeles about two months ago. Thanks to Nick. I literally cannot imagine having made this move without his help. We bought our house sight unseen and there is nobody that I would have trusted to help me make that crazy decision if it wasn't Nick. Honestly, our home is our dream home. It's something I couldn't have wished for anymore and it was in the most perfect, beautiful condition just like Nick said. It was before we got here. Honestly, he made our dreams come true and I'm just super, super grateful. So I cannot recommend Nick enough. We've moved to near Nashville. So I feel like this is a hub for entertainment anyway. Right, right. So, um, so why Nashville? Did you, did you narrow it down to a couple different places? Dude, or? Dude, I mean, red, that was straight up Redcoat's idea, dude. You know, I... <laughs> That being me, by the way. Again, just, that's how you roll. I just mean, out, decision I know, made, I now done. I to myself as Red Coat. Uh, <laughs> Mike, if you're listening, you'd be proud of uh-huh. you know, man. So, um, you know that's a term of endearment. Yeah, I mean, whatever, man. I mean, you say it with a smile on your face, so we're all good. And it's a body, you know, it's to my friends in LA, and they're like, how's it going? Have you got some friends there? I'm like, yeah, I've made some friends. They call me Red Coat, and they're like, that's amazing. I'm like, I guess. <laughs> Um, well, it's like you call people mate. I call That's like me mate. calling people brother. Right, exactly. Is... Call people mate, yeah. <laughs> so six, seven years ago, we came to Nashville for the very first time. At that time, I was playing music full-time. And I came here and I was like, what's the deal with swearing in this, by the way? Um, Let's keep it to a minimum. I'll oh, say, yeah, oh, damn. I'll just say, oh, damn, <laughs> instead. So I was like, oh, damn, which I would never say. Uh, the word I would have said started with an S. And I was like, this is where I want to be. You know, this is cool. You know, you're wandering around like Black Keys were there and Kings of Leon had moved back oh, here. Yeah. And, and, you know, then we, we went to like Third Man Records with Jack White, you know, and I was like, wow. And the music I was making at that time was really transitioning into this kind of weird hybrid of, of like the English folky rock music that I'd been doing for years and, and then had also had this kind of sub and twang to it. And I was like, and people were going to understand. Like, Music this, City, man. I'm going to be like, you know, the English Johnny Cash here. And um, so I was all for it. And Sinead was like, I love it here too. And we made some friends here. And they were like, this is the best place ever. And at that time, six, seven years ago, property prices were pretty low, especially yeah. compared to LA. It's changed. I mean, and it was like, you know, for like 400 grand, you could get a pretty nice right, house. Right. And um, so we were like, yeah, 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 let's go here. No kids. Went home to LA and Sinead's manager was just like, no, if you move to Nashville, it's career suicide. You'll never work again unless you're planning on becoming a country music star. So we were like, okay, we won't go. All right. Skip to six years later and we call, she calls her manager because I've had the idea of like, let's go to Nashville. We've always said about Nashville. I'm not ready to go back to London. She's not ready to go back to Toronto. We we, ju- we only got our citizenships in November of 2019. So we were like, we don't want to leave yet. We don't right. want to leave America You yet. just know you needed to change. We needed to leave California. To get away. We needed to be somewhere that we felt safer. We needed to be somewhere with some space. We needed to be somewhere with fresh air. Somewhere that Bowie can play out on her bike as she gets older and we don't have to worry about her falling on a right. dirty needle. Um, 
but what's my train of thought here? But we knew, yeah. So we knew that we Nashville just kind of ticked all those right. boxes. So the last call was her calling her her team because I can really live anywhere, and they were like, yeah you should go to Nashville where half our clients have gone there. Yep. <laughs> have you thought about Austin? And we're like, what? <laughs> you just cost us so much money. If we moved here six years ago, you know, right, but right. whatever, it's well, all worked so out for the best. You guys, you know, we got the house. You literally drove cross country. That took what, five, six days. So yeah, I think we could have done it in three or four days, but with- so you, you, and you, you made it a thing. So tell us a little bit what you saw and and experienced going across country. You know, I saw the real America, dude. That's awesome. Um, Which was cool. I I toured America a little bit when I was younger. And, you know, at that that point in my life, I was a lot younger. I was, you know, drinking and partying a lot. And what I wanted to see in America was very different to what I want to see now. Right. And, you know, my priorities were totally different. And also when you're young and touring, you're in like terrible little van uh, well we were anyway and and you know it's just a load of dudes and then randoms that you'd pick up along the way and the lot of the time i'd just sleep through the day so you didn't really see anything right you didn't get to experience like one venue to another and everyone had a slightly different accent as you get out and sometimes you'd get out like i remember getting out in like tampa or somewhere and they were like you're english and we were all english and they shut the restaurant for us and they were like so excited that they're real english <laughs> right, I, mean, right. I think they thought we were somebody else i don't know what, what, but anyway and this time you know it was it was very different um so we took our time we didn't want to fly with bowie our daughter because um we just felt that she likes to touch everything well there's a lot of unknown at that time too there's a lot of unknown if we if we flew we felt that she'd be putting uh, herself at risk and other people at risk because yeah. we can't we just don't feel like we want to put her in a mask she's not she wasn't right. into at that point right. and we can't stop her from touching stuff um, and so we were like okay we're definitely going to drive and then we were also like well then we can bring some stuff and I was like well, how much stuff can we really bring if I don't have a pickup truck <laughs> so I brought you're coming to Nashville truck. you gotta have a pickup <laughs> truck <laughs> So I brought a pickup That's truck. That's like rule number one. We brought a mid-sized pickup truck, actually, because we were like, what if we don't move? And then we'll never be able to park in LA. Because <laughs> parking in LA, that you, you all know, it is just absolutely awful. I mean, Sinead, before, you know, last year, she had a Mini, and it was still hard to park there. Oh, my gosh. Um, so we got the pickup truck. We're like, yeah, let's take our time. So we decided that we would do like four to six hours of driving a day, but we'd break it up. And we would just, you know, stop in each city after that amount of time that we would get to and and, and spend like seven or eight days doing it. So and it was so cool to watch y'all do it. Like y'all have a, a YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what is it? So everybody can... So Sinead, it's really Sinead's YouTube channel and I just show up and make some inappropriate <laughs> jokes every now and then. Um, it's, it's Sinead Grimes Beach is her, is her YouTube. And yeah, so now we have actually, as a result of that road trip we documented the whole thing and people really loved watching like our right, family right. dynamic and so now on every sunday at 12 p.m they uh, a new video drops and it's like a family vlog right uh, it was so cool to see y'all's travel because you know we became friends basically virtually yeah man and and worked together virtually and over the phone yeah and then actually seeing y'all's trip it yeah, really made me like wow this is this is the full experience yeah. of y'all leaving yeah showing up in nashville yeah and then you know 
ever since then we've we've hung out we've gone to the gun range we've had y'all over for halloween like yeah so it was really cool to see it unfold as y'all came across country yeah and the trip was a it was amazing it was a little bit of sweet at the very beginning because we loved i mean this house i'm sure we'll talk about this in a minute the house we're sitting in right now um my our new house our new family home is incredible but we we loved our house in la we loved it right we loved our friends there they really are like family to us and i loved the lifestyle there so once we kind of loaded up the last box it was sad man sure absolutely it was sad because it was a it was a rush decision if we'd if you'd asked us five months ago if we were going to leave la we'd have said no right and then something overnight changed and we felt like we had to go you know i feel the property prices are going to drop there um at that time when we sold the property prices were still high and everyone was just like every that we actually sat down and said and we're not particularly religious. We're religious to a certain extent, but we don't, we're not the best. We're, I was actually raised Catholic. Sinead was raised Catholic, but we had been going to a Christian church and we're not the best Christians or the best Catholics. I don't know if anybody really is. No, there's um, no best. But we go as much as we can, but we definitely pray. I, I pray every night and so does Sinead. Amen. Um, yeah, dude. And I believe more than anything in a higher power. So I spoke out to the higher power and so did Sinead and we just said... If it's meant to be, it will be. Nothing will be hard and everything will just work out. And this is our list of the things that have to happen. Yep. First, first thing on the list was the truck needs to work out. If we can't get a truck, that's a sign. And at that time, there was no infantry really for trucks. So I went to the dealership. I was like, here's our other car. Give me, you know, I want a midsize. I'm torn between a Tacoma and a Ranger. They were like, you want a Ranger, man? Ranger's way better. I was like, I know I do, but if I can only get a Tacoma, I'll get the Tacoma. I want the f- a 4x4 four four and I want it ASAP and I only want black or dark gray. And he was like, okay, nothing. Yeah. So I spoke to my business manager. He was like, okay, I've got a guy. I'm going to give you this guy's number, but he's right. It's crazy. You, could, you couldn't find a truck. You couldn't find a truck. You could find wow. like the, the base model. Or you could find, which I, I was like, I'm not going right. to just rush. And, but that, then that's not meant to be. Why am I going to buy like a truck that's used for construction cause, and everything's stripped out of it? You know, I need to have, it needs to be safe for Bo. And right. it also needs to be something that we want to drive around in once we get here. Um, so you could get a base model or you could get like red or whatever. I mean, no, I wasn't, I didn't want that. We had a list. Um, so he called the guy and, and he was like, okay give me two days so Sinead and I sat down and we said if he doesn't come back then maybe we're not meant to go to Nashville now and uh, he came back two days later and said yeah I've got you a truck it ticked every single box it was actually a better pa- it was like That's the highest awesome. package awesome. which I wasn't even really looking at um, black what, it ticked every box and he was like it's coming in from Texas we'll be there in a week so that was box number one tick so the higher power that was a sign the next thing was we wanted to have a house here with land that was bigger than our house, but wasn't more expensive than our house in LA. And also the land wasn't too big. Yeah. Yeah. Speak to you. Yep. <laughs> that tick. And, and the, the deal with, with the house was a very unique situation because um, there were multiple people interested. And it was one of those that I, you know, I was a little concerned 
it working out? Well, we had a lot of requirements, and we also wanted at that. I didn't really want to fly. We were like right, that was the other right. thing. It was like we need to find the house without ever going there. If that, if we that's what we feel more comfortable with, and we found this place, and you went and checked it out, and then you videoed us, and, and just and, and things that could have stopped it just kind of. I mean, the, fell wayside. the seller, I mean, you remember reaching out to the seller being like, hey, these guys don't want to make an official offer, but they want you to hold the house. Which in Nashville right now is, is unheard of. Absolutely. And it, and it wasn't holding the house for three days. It was holding the house for like six weeks, yep. you know, and they were like, just give us a little deposit, you know, and we were like, that's a thing. <laughs> and I remember saying to you, I was like, dude, is that, are we going to lose that money? He was like, this is the South, dude. Yeah, but like it's just a handshake, whatever. He said, if they're saying do that, it's a sign. So that was another sign. But like, what are the chances that that's going to happen? Right. They had the open house here and we were so nervous. And I remember you saying the seller's agent or whatever was basically just trying to hold the house for us, yeah. you know? And everybody, everything was pointing in this direction. the Holy Spirit, man. Like, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. It was meant to be, dude. It was, we're meant to be here right now. Yeah. You know, the truck thing, that, that, and then driving across the country, you, you know, we were, we were concerned a little bit about that um, because we weren't flying for the reason that we didn't want Bo touching everything on the plane. We also wanted to be able to bring some things in case this house didn't work out. We wanted to have some, some sure, a, cons- sure. a good amount of stuff with us to make us feel home anywhere. Right. Which we used the right. back of the truck for. <laughs> Um, which is great and uh, uh, it just worked out man you know like it it love couldn't it. have gone any smoother it. well like you, you obviously had some some preconceived notions about the south and Nashville and oh, yeah, some stereotypes yeah, yeah, what, what are they what, what, what are those stereotypes <laughs> so I mean what can I talk about we do wear we, we wear shoes and most of us can read hey, I, but never, I never knew I <laughs> I didn't know they didn't wear shoes. I thought everybody wore cowboy boots, which well, I mean, is true because you're wearing cowboy you have, boots. You, you have pretty good-looking teeth, so I had I, preconceived notions as well. Thank you. I've lived in America for a while. I lived in LA, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess, I don't know. I've, everything that I thought about the... You know, there's some, some things that I knew weren't obviously true. Sure, you know, I sure. didn't, Not everybody is just... You know, firing at the parking light with their guns, you know, or the stop sign or whatever to make you go, you know, all that kind of stuff. But the things I thought about the South were everyone is friendly, people are God fearing people, mm-hmm. um, people believe in the Second Amendment, and people genuinely have each other's backs, and the lifestyle is a little more laid back than maybe that I've been used to. People do wear cowboy boots. People <laughs> do listen to Shania Twain not just to make a joke. Like Shania it's actually a <laughs> You know, that's actually a thing. And Johnny Cash is God. And all of those things are true, man. You know? All of those things are true. And I love it. Um, but one conversation we had was, you know, coming from California, L.A., mm-hmm. you look at as guns as weapons. And, and here in the South, it's kind of more of a, a tool. tool it's yeah. it's it's a it's a tool for defense not offense yeah and and that's kind of a, a unique and sport too uh-huh. you know um so is that, before we recorded this a couple of weeks ago i took you out um to some friends land to, to just go shoot 
um, little welcome to Tennessee, or as I call it, freedom therapy. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> this was pre-election. So took well. took you out and um, just kind of showed you what it's all about. Yeah, man. Well, you'd promised me that actually before we before I left. I I remember being like, so dude, what do I need to expect in the south? And you were like. Dude, once you get here and you've settled in for a, a few days, I'm going to take you and do some like cool summer shit. And we did. We he picked me up at eight o'clock one morning. We went down to your friend's land and we, and we did some cool southern shit. You know, uh-huh. we, we uh, on the way there we rescued a turtle crossing, <laughs> crossing the road. That was that was fucking cool. Um, so we did that, and then we got there. And, and your friend, he's awesome, and he just like welcomed me to his land as if he'd known me for 25 right. years. Which right. again, I love that about the South. Yeah. You know, he didn't ask. At no point did he ever ask what I did, and no point did he give a shit about what I right. did. He just gave right. a shit if I'm if I'm your friend, I'm his yep. friend, and that's it. You know, unfortunately in LA, that's not always the case. People. Not everybody, but a lot of people do care about what you do and what you're about, whatever. Anyway, sure. so we go there. He shows, he just jumps on his ATV <laughs> and we follow him around in your pickup truck and uh, get to hit, hit a piece of land that he, I guess, has designated it to target practice. And there's a barrel there. And you uh-huh. know, we took some LaCroix cans. <laughs> And uh, you opened the back of the truck and there was probably 40 guns just like <laughs> lined up. And I couldn't believe it, man. I was like, oh my days, this is this is insane. This is more than what I thought this was going to be. But it was incredibly safe. Even though we were on land that was privately owned, there's nobody there saying sign a waiver. Right, Obviously, right. But there was also nobody there saying put ear defenders and glasses on or, you know, earplugs in or whatever. But everybody did it. But we did it. And yep. everybody knew that, you know, you made a point of saying, I made it, I think it was pretty obvious anyway, I'm an English guy. I'd fired pistols, but I'd never fired long, long guns before. And everybody wanted to to teach me how to do right. that safely. You know, that's what we love is showing. All safe. That's the all thing. Is we, we love showing other people kind of our... Wow. Heritage yeah. in our world. And, yeah. And we love introducing people to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was great, man. I mean, it was, it was really fun. You've, it? Turned, you've turned Southern pretty quick. <laughs> you're pretty much a redneck redcoat at I, this point. I'm a redneck redcoat, and I, I do drink a lot of iced tea now, man. Man. Getting you there pretty quick. Yeah, getting there pretty quick. So, I mean, we had a great time, and I, I felt safe. And my actually, my view on guns changed quite a bit um i'm from england so right the i remember you don't saying even have guns yeah, dude i remember you saying you know when we were just out there you know safely target practice you said we could have been arrested in england for that i mean if you have a gun in england you're going to be arrested wow. and you're going to jail you're in prison for a good amount of time with the except you can have a shotgun i believe if you are a hunter like or like a farmer but yeah. they need to be like crazy locked away you can't just be doing that for right. sport um they have clay pigeon there which i think you call skeet mm-hmm. shooting um with shotguns but again it's for sport but no home it's never for home defense yeah. and pistols do not exist yeah you know we have special units in our police force that carry um firearms but they um, carry ARs, and you, therefore, if there's a terrorist attack, or they're right. at the airport, they guard the queen, or there, you know, would be called if somebody did somehow have a gun, and yeah. they would come in. 
well, that's people don't realize the freedoms that we have and we have to protect those and take uh, care of each other. Absolutely, man. And, and I think our world with no guns could be a really great place, but the world does exist with guns. Right. So right. I, I'm of the mentality of that. I want to protect my family um, and my, you know, my kid, my wife are the most important things to me. And I live in a place where guns exist. So I just feel that like you need you to learn, how, right to use to it. learn yep. how to use it the same as I grew up in England guns don't exist so what do you do you learn how to fight yeah so I learned how to fight and I got fucking good at it you know, <laughs> you know you, if you if your only weapon is your fist then yep. get good with your fist absolutely hey guys what's up it's Jana Kramer and Michael Carson all right so let's talk about Nick he's the best he sold a bunch of houses for us that's why we're his favorite <laughs> But what, you know, with as often as we've moved and and bought and sold houses, he's always made it seamless. He has, for sure. And he's gotten us the best deal. He's been aggressive. And he also, while we were in L.A., he was here every step of the way in Nashville. Well, you know, because we trusted him and he was there making sure the house of our dreams was being built um, the right way. He's not only a friend and a family member, but he's um, he's an amazing realtor. For sure. And the one thing that stands out to me anytime I talk to people in that professional realm, whether it's our builder, other realtors, lenders, or whatever, they always go out of their way to make comments about Nick. Mm-hmm. Like, man, like we really like Nick. Like, Nick is great. And how often do you hear that from the people that you deal with in these, in these situations that go out of their way to comment on what a great person the realtor is? Because usually that's not the case. No, not at all. So at the end of the day, vote Nick. Well, move on to one final thing um, that I think is, you know, just as important as moving to the South and, and getting yourself a, f- a firearm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when you move to the South, you have to pick your favorite college football team. And I yeah. mean real football, like not that soccer stuff, <laughs> like football, football. Well, SEC you know, we football. could argue about that all day, mate. You know, <laughs> you know, I, I've, yeah, so I don't have a team. Can, how about, can I get a roll tide? A roll tide? Roll tide. What's a roll tide? <laughs> roll tide. Um, so, so are you saying I need to pick a team right now? I don't even know the rules, mate. You know. Okay. Well, that, that's the next thing I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce. In England, you to. we call that silly boys rugby. Silly boys rugby. <laughs> okay. Okay. However, I would say, of course, I've, I've actually been to a Super Bowl before, um, <laughs> like I, randomly years ago. I think it was in New York. I'm pretty sure it was in New York. Anyway, I've been to football games. I just don't understand it, dude. You don't understand it. But then, as an English person, you know who Tom Brady is. You know, it's like, even if you don't like golf, you know who Tiger Woods well, is. Well, I've watched a ton of rugby, and I still don't understand it. Yeah. Like... But it's... Rugby's tough. Though. Oh, yeah. Rugby's My tough. My little brother played. Yeah. yeah. Uh-uh. But it's interesting with rugby, you're not wearing a helmet, yet the concussions are less. So that is what's the argument, is it... Right. Do yeah. you go a little harder because you're wearing a helmet? I don't know. But oh. they don't wear any helmets... And their ears are just destroyed, dude. Destroyed. I mean, funny story about rugby. You're sitting in front of me right now. I'm not a big guy. I'm tall, but I'm a lean dude. But in England, it doesn't matter how big you are. Oh, yeah. You play rugby. Absolutely. Dude, and I was just like, oh, my God. And, I, you know, I've, I've loved boxing since I was four or five years old. And I can have a scrap. And I remember the first time having to play rugby properly. And, I, you know, I was, I was real skinny at that time, too gangly kid uh, good looking obviously but gangly well, obviously. you know and um, I remember this you know there's always the kid in your class in everyone's class who at 
for some reason at 12 or 13 just is already a man you know there's always that one kid who's oh, like yeah. who's got a full beard at 12 and you know <laughs> looks like they've been on <laughs> testosterone pills and they're like ripped well this kid was coming at me that kid the man kid who's who for sure wasn't actually 12 he was probably 45 oh, yeah, yeah. Let, let me see your birth certificate <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah that guy uh-huh. he was coming at me and I'm just like oh wow I've got the I've got the fucking ball. What am I going to do? So I just jumped over him as he's like went to tackle me and ran the other way. Dropped the ball down. I was like, that's my rugby career over. I'm not doing that again, man. Well, the funny thing is I, I had a very short rugby career. My, my brother actually played rugby in high school. And then when I was in college at MTSU, he was four years younger than me. He came up and, and played rugby. Um, he was living with me at the time and it had been a while since I'd done sports. Yeah. And uh, so I, talked to the coach and he's like yeah you know come on out and join us and i said well one thing i'm concerned with i've dislocated my left shoulder four times and my right shoulder five times oh, damn. just over my lifetime and i said so so not a matter of if but when yeah. so i want to join you guys and play until it happens again yeah with rugby you know it's going to happen yeah man and so about two weeks into it pop there it goes again Ooh. so i was like well that was fun so, but I enjoyed it there for a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's a fun sport, dude. But um, I don't know. You know, it wasn't for me to play to watch it. It was good. my dad was a rugby player, my uncle was a rugby player, but I just wasn't built that same right, way. Right. You know, I was a goalkeeper playing soccer at football. Got me saying soccer. So <laughs> it's any soccer. of my it's English so- people, listen, I apologize, man. <laughs> I apologize. Um, but they otherwise, I don't know, you know, people from the South Americans, they don't know what I'm talking about. They think I'm talking about American football. <laughs> so for the sake of confusing anyone right now, you know, I did play soccer. I played in goal. I wasn't a bad goalie. Given my frame, I was a good, you know, I was a good frame for, for being a goalie. But rugby, no. American football for sure would not have been my sport. I mean, I guess I could have, what was it a winger? Is it a winger? Who runs a lot? Football? Yeah, in what was, what, who's the person who just runs all the time, doesn't really get tackled? Everyone's defending him. Is that a no, quarterback? Nobody. Everybody gets tackled. What's Tom Brady do? He's, He's a quarterback. A, he probably gets harder hit harder than anybody else. So there's nobody who just does a lot of running. <laughs> Maybe a wide receiver. I feel like I've watched it, and there's like a guy who's not that big this who is runs hilarious. a lot. <laughs> He runs a lot, and there's like all the other dudes who are fucking big, and just like trying to protect him. That could have been me, okay, potentially. Okay. And I'm, and I think I look quite good in the helmet, you know. Yeah, like, it covers your face. <laughs> I, was like, I set you up for that, man. Well, I think we've covered it all. I mean, we've co- covered moving to the south. God, guns, and football. Well, so, that is just the South. I mean, that's it. That's the South, yeah. So, Well, brother, I yeah. appreciate you. I appreciate you taking the time to yeah, chat man. with me. Thank um, you. Absolutely adore you, Shanae and Bowie. Um, we love you, man. We, we're incredibly grateful for you. And, you know, that's another box that was ticked you know, that wasn't even on the list is that we would come here and find people like family straight away. And we, right. hadn't, we hadn't even got here and we found you, man. So right. Right. Well, you found, I don't even know who found who. Jana probably uh, introduced. Yeah, I guess Jana introduced yeah. us. Well, thanks, Jana. So. Thanks, Jana. <laughs> thanks, sis. <laughs> well, brother, welcome to Nashville. Thank uh, you, mate. Love you, mate. Love you, mate. Love right. ya. All right, brother. Thanks again to all you for tuning into the 615 Podcast. May God bless you and your families. See you on the next episode. This is the 615 Podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review at nickwoodard.com forward slash podcast.